Hey, before we get started, I normally would not do an apology at the beginning of the episode, but the audio in this is absolutely not up to my standards. Uh, There was a technical issue that I wasn't really aware of until it was too late. However, with this topic and how we can all be affected, the content is still worth the listen. And with that said, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to my dungeon. Welcome to Colden's Crypt. I'm your host, Master Colden. If you're new to the show, I use my 25 years of BDSM experience and 20 years working in the psychology field to dispel myths, get rid of stereotypes, and answer your questions about BDSM. You can call in at 865-268-4005 to leave your questions or visit the crypt at coldernscrypt.com. In this episode of The Crypt, Mayfair and I are going to talk about some new scary laws happening around the world and how they will end up affecting us. Hey, Mayfair. Hello, sir. All right. I want to say hello to everybody in the chat room. If you're listening to this in the audio-only version of the podcast, uh, we do this every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. This is going to be an interesting article. I've brought it up before, but um, I haven't really had a chance to get into it that much on the show. Sorry, I was just receiving a text from the wifey about my audio. Does it sound okay to you, Mayfair? You do kind of sound almost like a tunnel, like you're far away. Almost like a tunnel. Well, I wonder if that is it the volume. Let's see if I can boost that up a little bit. How's that sounding? Is that any better? It's still different than what it normally sounds like, but... Well, that's just weird. Hmm. Oh, well, sounds like you're using the wrong mic. Sounds okay here. Okay, well, getting mixed reviews. So anyway, we're not here to talk about how the sausage is made. All right, well, let's go ahead and dive into the rules of love by, and then we will hit this topic. So rules of love by, rule number one, safe, sane, consensual, and informed. Rule number two, kinky, that's K-N-K-I, and comes from the kinky app available on all platforms, I think, but not a sponsor. It stands for knowledge, no intolerance, kindness, and integrity. And the quote from Mr. Paul Young, submission is not about authority and it's not about obedience. It is all about relationships of love and respect. All right, BDSM concerns about new domestic abuse laws. This comes from a Vice article. Uh, A lot of people know Vice, they like Vice says uh, the title of it is the BDSM community is worried about changes to the domestic abuse bill. The much welcomed end to the rough sex defense has some kinky people concerned about the implications for BDSM by Alice Snape or Snoppy (laughs) Snape. And of course there is a link down below to this article. There'll be a link in the show notes for the body for the audio-only version of the podcast. Now, this article comes out of UK, uh, but it is going to affect the world at large because, for some reason, most citizens of the world look at things happening in the UK 
and say, hmm, that might be a good idea. Let's try that here, especially if it's things that just don't make sense. So do you have any preliminary thoughts about it? It's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially the twenty set or the twenty minute part. Yeah. Went, Whoa, what? Are you yeah, kidding me? I mean, I'm not a top, but it it definitely seems very scary for a top. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that and that's my preliminary thoughts on it as well. Is holy, mm, holy rusted metal, Batman. If anybody's into the worst Batman movie ever made. Um, all right, so let's jump on into this. And again, this is the BDSM community is worried about changes to the domestic abuse bill. The much welcomed end to the rough sex defense has some kinky people concerned about the implications for BDSM by Alice Snape. All right, in July of this year, politicians in the UK held an amendment to the long-awaited domestic abuse bill as the end of the rough sex defense. The new legislation states that consent can never justify grievous or actual bodily harm, even if it was perpetrated for the purpose of sexual gratification. That ends all BDSM in the UK. Right there. While the bill itself has been rightly celebrated as a groundbreaking step forward for victims and survivors, many people in the BDSM community have expressed specific concern over this new amendment, and rightly so. And Mayfair, if you have any comments as we go through this, go ahead and jump in there with them, okay? Yes, sir. Actual bodily harm, abbreviated ABH, can include, now listen up here. This is what we in the United States have to look forward to if this moves here. And there are a lot of politicians that want this to move here. There's a lot of activist groups that want this to move here. Actual bodily harm can include bruising, scratching, and bite marks, which means that many forms of BDSM where the mixing of sex and pain is done safely and consensually could fall squarely within the remit of the new law. So what is there to do for fun if you can't have <laughs> any scratching or biting, especially? I mean, bruising, yeah, I love bruises, but um, geez, that's uh, just crazy. Uh, any marks, here's, here's what I, I referenced with the 20 minutes. Any marks that last on the skin for longer than 20 minutes class as ABH, actual bodily harm. And impact play is commonly seen within a BDSM context, says uh, Aleph, who is a top, the person in control during play. In, I mean, what are you, where are you at in your head right now, Mayfair? I mean, as a bottom, you like those marks. You like having the scratches and the feels from the next day, you, I mean, it's not the point of a scene, but it certainly is a nice reminder of the fun you had over the weekend through the week. If you've got a bruise on your butt every time you sit down at, at work, you're like, Ooh, Oh yeah, that was a fun weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, 
as a bottom with a lot of anxiety and stuff, those kind of bruises help keep me calm through the week when I have a rough week. It's like taking, and I mean, technically it's not taking away from me because I'm not going to turn you in. I'm not going to freak out and go to the police. That's not who I am. To me, it just makes, we've talked about dangerous bottoms before, but it makes it a whole new level of you have to be aware of who you play with. It's yeah. Yeah. And I think crazy. a lot of people aren't thinking of that either. Um, the thing that, that really stands out to me in this overall is it's hard enough for some of us within this lifestyle to come to terms with what we do because we're raised in a puritanical society that up until very recently, even from the medical standpoint, they've told us that we were freaks. And I think going through this and reading this and putting myself in that place, and I'm not saying that I, I understand what I'm about to say. I'm not saying that, oh, well, now I get it. I'm saying that this is the closest that I've ever come to the to what it would feel like growing up knowing that you were gay or trans. And the societal pressures on that, because a lot of my kinky stuff, it was rough coming to terms with it because of the religious aspect, but it wasn't a societal thing for me. So, yeah, way to go. Way to go, UK. Way to set us back 100 years. All right. During impact play, for instance, Aleph might consensually spank his submissive. But the sub-safety is paramount, explaining that they always pre-discuss limits and safe words in case things go too far. The rough sex defense was a phrase originally coined by domestic violence campaigners in response to the rising number of men using it in murder cases to get a lighter sentence. In court, these men claimed that the fatal injuries of their victims had actually been caused during BDSM and consensual sex. But contrary to the initial headlines that this bill puts an end to the defense, it actually criminalizes any actual bodily harm, even if it happens consensually, safely, and for the purpose of sexual pleasure. Aleph is a regular at fetish nights like Torture Garden. And for those of you who may not be familiar with Torture Garden, you can go back to my interview from DomCon with Meister Schmiers. He is a performer with Torture Garden. It's basically a kink festival like nothing you would ever see uh, outside of it. So anyway, he is a regular at fetish nights like Torture Garden. And he's concerned that the bill means that you can now never consent to any rough sex acts. And I know people who are worried. Those who play in public inside sex and fetish clubs and dungeon masters who teach people how to do certain acts safely at clubs. Instead of stating that no one can consent to harm, people in the BDSM community think we should be looking closer at the context of such incidents. One of the most harrowing cases highlighted by We Can't Consent to This, the campaign group 
uh, yeah, we can't consent to this is the name of the campaign group uh, that has been the driving force behind the bill uh, is that of Natalie Connolly. So she headed up that group. So she's talking about this incident where this 26-year-old mother was beaten and killed by her partner, John Broadhurst, who was later sentenced to three years and six months for manslaughter. There was no real sense that anything on her body could have been caused through safe BDSM practices. A post-mortem examination showed that she suffered more than 40 injuries including a blowout fracture to her eye and internal trauma. For some BDSM practitioners, seeing the language of BDSM used alongside this horrific case was infuriating. It wasn't kink. It was violence and abuse. I mean, exactly. Like, this law... Yes, we need to stop that, but this law is is doing so much more than preventing that. Like, there should have to be proof of of BDSM history, at least. You know, the local community have to be like, yes, they were into BDSM, or I don't know, something. It's just, because that's not abuse. That's not kink. This no. guy's just upset he got caught. Yeah. Yeah, it, it he's using it as as an excuse, as a way to be violent toward women. But it's not at all. If I leave a bruise on you, there's a vast difference between spanking you to the point of bruising you and, as you said earlier, sitting down through the week and going, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happier times to think about besides this nightmare of a day I'm having at work. There's a vast difference between that and hitting somebody so hard or so many times that you rupture their eyeball and fracture their eye socket. I mean, I mean most people don't even, other than mild face slapping, most people don't even do uh, any type of of thing to the face. You... <laughs> yeah, it's... So, go ahead. It's It's crazy. Like, we all have... Well, not all, but I would say 98% of us or better have jobs and we can't have visible uh, bruising and marking. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's, that's not a defense there. I don't, I think we, we need to educate the world about who we are and what we do more than this law being passed. Yeah. Well, they should have tried to educate instead, I guess. Well, if you think if people are sitting there thinking that their politicians care more to become more educated because they're on the same political ticket as you and because you voted for them, um, no, not at all. Uh, remember, what was it, last year in the vaping world with all the uh, vitamin E acetate related lung injuries and deaths, like 800 and something people died? And it was from black market THC, you know, pot cartridges. Yes. But just a, a couple months ago, I emailed our representative. Uh, mine is Marsha Blackburn. And she sends me back this form letter 
talking about how vaping is terrible and you know we got to protect the children and people are dying from vaping over 800 people died just last year from it no people as a politician it's your job to get educated on things whether it's vaping or bdsm or whatever the do your freaking jobs that we pay you for anyway um yeah i get a little bit passionate about that aftercare is always waiting for you to reconnect with your partner What's being described in these cases is far from the type of BDSM you'd experience with a trained and educated dom, explains Danielle from Play Party Organizers uh, NSFW, NSFW, uh, which I believe is who organizes Torture Garden. I can't remember. Uh, some people still don't see the benefits of BDSM and only think of it as a way to hurt others or abuse people. Broadhurst's legal term used the rough sex defense at his trial. I'm sorry, I said term. His legal team. <laughs> Struggle bus today, ladies and gentlemen. All right, anyway, so his legal team used the rough sex defense at his trial, but their argument was thrown out by the court by referencing the 2018 case of Brendan McCarthy, a body modifier who was imprisoned for grievous bodily harm in 2018 for performing a consensual tongue split, an ear removal, and a nipple removal. Wow. I, yeah, I don't quite see how that is could be a rough sex defense, but um, okay, maybe. You know, you always make the joke about you have to set your limits because there are people who would actually remove your finger. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. And again, that was a consensual tongue splitting. I mean, people vibrate their tongues. It's done all the time. Not my kink, but it's done. And to use a rough sex defense against that, that, that just strikes me as weird, but I don't know all of the case. None of McCarthy's victims complained now here's the kicker this is what we're going to get into so mayfair even if you don't file a complaint i can still be charged none of mccarthy's victims complained but he was charged in the same way as if he'd attacked someone in the street this case although vastly different no one died was cited in the case notes for broadhurst a person cannot, in law, consent to being subjected to actual bodily harm or grievous bodily harm for the purposes of sexual pleasure. McCarthy's appeal was later rejected on the basis that this client's consent provided no defense. You could come and testify on my behalf, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, both men got roughly the same amount of time in prison, but crucially, the new amendment would have been unlikely to change the outcome for either. The body modification case is a perfect example of how the law was already operating, explains criminal barrister Genevieve Reed. It shows that consent was never a defense that was available. In other words, although the new 
law states that consent isn't a defense. It's only put in writing what could and has been proven already. What feels like a step in the right direction, then, is less radical or as new than feminist campaigners might at first think. So, <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, that is also true in the United States. There are several cases every year where this comes up. And the sad part is, is when a person buys into their own crap way too much and starts to take a TPE relationship way too far or a relationship that was not even TPE, but for some reason in his head he thought it was and beats the crap out of his partner. And then everybody looks the other way because they don't want the publicity that would come from saying BDSM in a courtroom. <laughs> there is no justice. All right. There's already a long and worried history of police investigating BDSM relationships. In one case from 1996, a couple was in a consensual dominant submissive relationship. They wound up in court after the husband branded his wife's bum with his initials. When the wound got infected, the woman went to see a doctor who reported her spouse to the police. Against her wishes, he was hauled before the judge and charged for assault, occasioning actual bodily harm. So an assault that uh, rendered in bodily harm. When I first came across the case, I thought of anyone who has carried the marks of consensual BDSM around on their body, like a rope tied around your waist, or that bruised bum from a caning, will more people practicing S&M end up in court? I don't think the campaign groups know what this bill is actually doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hailing it as a victory, says Reed. According to the law, nothing has changed. And by that, they're saying things have always been crap and now they're going to get worse. However, this law for them actually gives them the permission to search homes without justification, to arrest people, to attack people. It's just choking someone on video is okay, but just saying it happened is illegal. By the way, I'm being very sarcastic. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. Hey, I mean, this she was referring us... to the case that I was talking about. Go ahead, Mayfair. This just puts an end to like your public clubs in UK. Like, I would not feel safe to go to a public event at this point in the, the UK. Yeah. Like, because they could come in and be like, oh, nope, I'm going to time your bruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I bruise like a, a freaking peach. <laughs> I mean, I should go to jail for bruising myself this week at work. Yeah. <laughs> According to this. I think I counted 18 bruises on you last night. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a and lot. I was a little sad because not a single one of them was from me. <laughs> yeah, it was all from work. It was crazy. You know what this reminds me of in this last line that I read? I don't think the campaign groups know what this bill is actually doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hailing it as a victory. Just that part of it, that reminds me of SESTA-FOSTA or FOSTA-SESTA, whichever way you want to say it, and what it did to sex workers and making them go to the streets and no longer online with things of, of safety that could be better put in place. 
and people being arrested for, you know, just various nefarious things that are not actually nefarious. And these laws are put in place by the exact same politicians who enjoy them, who do these things, who pay $5,000 to a sex worker, a pro-dom, to have these things done to them. But they want to control the rest of us. I don't know. I'm just full of piss and vinegar today. I mean, that's kind of how, was it prohibition ended up? Yeah, with the alcohol? Yeah, all the politicians still had the alcohol, but... It was illegal for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, good good callback there. When men like Broadhurst disingenuously incorporate BDSM into their defense, it suggests to non-kinky people that the practice falls into the same category as abuse, something that only further sullies the reputation of an already misunderstood community that takes pains to emphasize consent. It's already having real ramifications on BDSM clubs and gatherings. So there you go, Mayfair, what you was talking about earlier. You just mm-hmm. wouldn't feel safe doing it. No. Like, I, I would, I'm already not a fan of going to, to parties and clubs and stuff. But at that point, I would be, I'm like, I wouldn't even want you to go. Like, uh, please don't. I don't want you to go to jail, sir. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> It's scary times, especially with this being 2020. You never know. <laughs> you never know what this year is going to bring to us. So it may, you know, they could have already passed a law like this in the United States and we wouldn't even know about it because it, it's COVID all the time or killer bees or uh, ants escaping from a nuclear facility. <laughs> that are that are like supposedly as big as wasps or something and kill our ants. I don't know. I just that might have been something off the onion, uh, <laughs> but, but I saw it briefly earlier. So much you know, of this I, year is sounded like from the onion, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't know what the onion is, it's it is a a, a comedy farce news uh, website. It's freaking hilarious um anyway london-based lgbtq plus fetish club verboten recently had their club license application refused in tower hamlets that's a cool place to say that you're from i live in tower hamlets (laughs) the report produced by the council was rife with prejudice explicitly stating that it expected an increased risk of sexual assault at the location because BDSM was to be practiced there. No. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But more fundamentally, people in BDSM, like they, believe that the new law attempts to reduce our lives to a set of black and white principles, which aren't fit for purpose, she says. I agree. Conscious kink practitioner Divine Theatrics agrees. If you don't know who that is, she's a uh, pretty big educator in the UK. Words on a piece of paper cannot address the complex interweaving of factors that must be looked at to determine whether or not someone was choosing 
what they experience during a sexual act. There should be access to expertise throughout the legal process so that juries understand the components of BDSM and better evaluate the question of whether or not an act was consented to. Now, I do know of one case, and I've spoken of it before, happened over in Clarksville where a woman was was tied up in the kitchen, beaten to death. Uh, it, I mean, they used an oxygen tank and the pole, that, like an IV pole on her. Jesus. After keeping her, her tied up there for a long time. They tried to use BDSM as as an excuse, and I've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, because the judge in the case during sentencing actually said how disgusted he was by the defendants, there was four of them, I believe, trying to use BDSM as a defense, because, and the judge's word is, I know what it is, and it is not that. <laughs> Out of little country Clarksville, Tennessee. Of course, I believe there's a military base there, so the judge may have to deal with a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that judge is going, oh, I've seen shit in my days. <laughs> <laughs> Lily Chaos brings up a good point. Said, even if it starts as kink, there are limits to consent, and if consent is violated, it is an abusive act and not lifestyle. Lily, you put on there that it's your opinion. I'm going to disagree there. It's not your opinion. It is fact. <laughs> like I often say, there's a lot of right ways to do things and a lot of wrong ways to do things. And um, if you believe differently than, than what Lily Chaos's statement is, then chances are you're an abuser and that is the wrong way to do things. So mm -hmm. very good point. There's a lot of... of really good points in the chat right now yes and oh 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 here we go lacy people that wrestle uh martial arts and even dancing can leave bruises and even wounds or broken bones even death how is it any different other than we do most of it for sexual pleasure yeah no kidding i mean i played sports growing up can't stand watching them now, never could, but I love to play. And I've never been to a practice, never been to a game where I didn't walk away with bruises, especially playing hockey and football and basketball. Baseball, and eh, not so much, but I always consider baseball the lazy man sport. Hey, I took a softball to the chest, to the and I thought it was going to fall off. Well, I mean, yeah, it, that, that, that's no good. It's no good. <laughs> I, it, and we were just throwing the ball back and forth from recess, but the girl happened to be the pitcher for our softball team, and I missed. And oh my god, I I thought I was going to die a little bit. <laughs> Freedom Works says I'm waiting for Godzilla. So I'm assuming Lily, that was when I was talking about being just a bear today, basically. What did Lily say? At three thirty, it's just above that comment. Actually, it's adding danger to scening in public with new people which is safer at public venues, how many people end up getting hurt because they can't go to public places because of this? I'm paraphrasing. Oh, yeah. But. yeah, no, if you, if you, <laughs> that's where a lot of the education takes place. That's a very, man, Lily, you, 
you've you seem to have taken a break lately because of work and and family and whatnot but man you are coming back with a vengeance because you're on fire today she she said earlier in the thing that this is kind of one of her 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 passion she wants to become an advocate so she can work on making sure there's a, a split and a difference no that's abuse no that was consent yeah. kind of thing like she said this is kind of one of her this is one of her passions i think is what she was saying earlier she asked and i guess we missed the question she says can you consent for any reason other than sexual pleasure absolutely the but majority I don't think this law would cover it i think this law would still say no yeah 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 you're right in re- in regarding the law Oh, EMR, I'm driving to you now, so I can't respond regarding her her statement about the wolf. Yes. All right. There's just two more bits in this article, and then we're done. We can really dive into it, pick pieces out of it. Rather than just write into law that you can never agree to any kind of harm for sexual pleasure, we need to open up conversation about consent. In the U.K., for instance... 37% of women under 40 have experienced unwanted slapping, choking, gagging, or spitting during sex. And I believe those statistics are just a touch higher here in the U.S. I heard them not long ago. But when Men's Health published an article about how to safely and consensually choke your partner during sex, remember that article? We went over it. Yes, sir. Conservative MP... Uh, Laura Ferris called it deeply irresponsible journalism. So it's not that they don't want people to do this safely. It's not that they don't want people to learn how to enjoy their life, their life. It's that this Laura Ferris doesn't want anybody to have fun. (laughs) It's that she is such a repressed person, more than likely, that she can't even accept that people would want to do this for fun. So, of course, she's going to push this kind of thing. And again, how this relates to the country where I live, the United States of America, if you think it's not going to happen here, if it was not, and this is why I support the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom, because there are other groups, but they are the group that fights for your right to be a kinkster. They may not be able to help on individual cases, Because what they're doing is fighting in Washington. They're fighting in other countries when it comes to meetings about this type of thing that play into us. A case would be the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Diagnosing Mental Illnesses. Yeah, I'm passionate about that. Support the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom, ncsfreedom.org. I want, uh, this article ends with saying, I wanted to celebrate the end of the rough sex defense with all the other feminists on my newsfeed. What I found instead was a bill that effectively states that no one should engage in BDSM practices unless they want to be criminalized. Amending a bill is easier than changing the culture through social reform education, and public awareness. But that's precisely what's needed most. Let me read that last sentence again. Amending a bill is easier than changing the culture through social reform, education, and public awareness. 
but that's precisely what's needed most. PWB says Susan, she's referring to Susan Wright, who is head of the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom, got involved in the case that I was referring to other with the, the person believing their own BS too much and thinking that a TPE relationship was, or a non-TPE relationship was a TPE relationship, and even if it was, he took it too far. So PWB says, Susan took my case to 200 vanilla lawyers to show them what is not consent or even BDSM. Yeah, she was teaching or leading a seminar, I believe it was in... um, California or somewhere I don't I don't recall but it was a bunch of lawyers and she used that as a as a case study going see this is this is why we need to become educated as a lawyer you can't defend somebody if you don't understand things and these were lawyers that obviously because they were there and involved wanted to get more information so shadowy fox they want to make a moral judgment about lifestyles other than their own I'm hoping that it doesn't come here or we may end up with something like the early days of the leather community. Yeah, we very well could. Thank you. A very hidden thing where police are busting in and beating people up just for being gay, which I'm fairly certain that still happens in some places in the U.S., unfortunately. You know, I'm not a top, but if I killed somebody because I have started to experiment with rope topping if I killed somebody on accident I don't think I would even want to use that as an excuse I mean I would feel so overwhelmed with guilt I'm not trying to get out of it I killed this person you know why you you feel that way because I'm not an abusive person. Oh, sorry because <laughs> you're a good person I just if you kill someone holy crap how do you try to justify that yeah just a whole different set of conversations, really. But Lily says it's ironic that their law to stop abuse is decreasing our safety. Yes. Yeah. And somehow they'll come around to using the child, uh, the child safety thing. And anytime they use the word safety, what they really mean is control. We have to keep the child safe. We have to think about the safety of the children. The average age for a female in the United States to give her first blowjob now is like 11 or 12 years old. The common age for people in the United States to lose their virginity is about 13. That changed drastically after the Clinton administration and and the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. But yeah, it it really did have a huge cultural impact on us and the definitions of sex. Now, I am not one to say that abstaining from these activities is the way to go. No, I'm the one that's saying educate people. Educate your children. Educate your teenagers. Educate yourself. Educate your neighbor to make sure that they're emotionally mature enough, mentally, you know, that that's, they understand the mechanics. Men, teach your sons how to treat a woman. Stop knocking them up and leaving them. Uh, this is just a big rant for me. Lacey says, legally, death by BDSM should be t- determined on a case-by-case. 
it is accidental death versus uh, it is accidental death versus murder just like any other way a death at the hands of another person happens yeah there's justified shootings there's accidental shootings or murders I know someone down in Georgia who ran over their son killed him backing out of the driveway and they tried small town justice they tried and tried and tried and tried to get this mother for uh, murder and it was clearly an accident and the guilt that this woman felt was you know she still feels it today she's alive the son's not so you know if if something was to happen between my myself and Mayfair or one of my play partners my wife because me and the wife I don't talk about it much but we get primal we get very primal from time to time uh, <laughs> and you know things can happen accidents happen we take every safety measure but I also do edge play now part of that is taking responsibility that some of these bad things can happen Hey, Dia. Hi. I was referring to this article specifically. If the defense is BDSM accidental and the injuries are obviously beyond, beyond accidental, then intent was not for pleasure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I misread it. Uh, very good, Lacey. Back to specifically the article. Uh, now that we've gone through it all and I've gone off on not really rants or tangents, but just bits of pissosity where do you stand on this as an overall article i mean it's a good article um it's a scary topic hopefully it brings awareness and people there can start trying to protest and maybe not protest but convince their representatives to hey that's not that's not what we wanted that that's not saving the women that's not saving the abuse that's creating a more abuse-rich environment, really. Um, because if you do have to do this stuff privately, people are not going to want to host the parties. People are not going to want to play with new people. And the people who do want to play with new people are probably the abusive people. I mean, it, it's not protecting the abused. It's helping the abuser in but all reality. People, people that want to play with the new people are abusive? In this world, where... Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, you as a educated BDSM person, you realize that bringing in new people is going to be a, a whole big deal, and you're going to go through longer, longer steps to play with someone new. Mm-hmm. Whereas Billy Bob over here, who just wants to beat people up, sure, he'll take in the new pot body, and without the communities and without the public play spaces those people are going to seek out the easiest option. When you're new, you don't know better. So I had a friend ask me a question, and my response was one of the truest responses I've ever given, one of the um, creepiest responses in some ways I could have given. And they said, why do you like to beat women? And, of course, what they mean was, why do I like to sing with women, have impact scenes, that type of thing? And my response was, because I love women. 
and they're just like, oh my god, that is just that's like something a serial killer would say. That is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, uh, there are women, you know, you go to these women that, that I play with, that I sing with, that I quote unquote beat and ask them why they choose to get beat by me or by anyone because they like it. And that's why it fulfills something in them. I don't know. They just, <laughs> since we're talking about abusers and, and, laws there's just no other way to say it i thought i'd throw in a self-reference of serial killer so <laughs> twist the tank hey tank uh she says because we like it <laughs> unicorn angel says because we love it just above that too oh uh, yeah because we <laughs> love it because you are safe to play with ah i like that answer too thanks Wifey, you're biased. Your answers don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You count. You count. All right. Well. So what are your thoughts know. about the article? You know, I, I, I'm always quick to to speak. I mean, it is what I do. I, I do have the gift of gab. I don't know if it's too much of a gift for others, but I have it. And... I have summed up the article in bits and pieces along the way, uh, section by section, because what I have to say is we need to do something. You know, we all need to be more active. I mean, it's easy to sit here and talk about this stuff. It's easy to think about it every once in a while. But to actually do something, to actually go to the NCSF website and give them a buck or five bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever once in a while to help so they can fight for our rights, to become an educator, to step out from the shadows and not be afraid of what other people think. Now, I realize that's the hardest one because a lot of people can lose their jobs for being kinky. Mm-hmm. But if you want that to change, you're going to have to do it. And unless you have signed a morality clause, then if they fire you, you can sue them. I mean, you can sue them even with a morality clause, but you may not win it. In most places, if you get a jury trial on a civil suit, you can you can win that. I've seen it done. But Oh, and I didn't mention this, but the date on this article was August the 19th. 2020 so that was four days ago so this is not an old article and when i was talking to the wife about this to lady Catherine, she's like well they're supposed to be so much more progressive than we are yes yes they are which is an even scarier thing we've had enough scares this year and i'm not trying to scare anybody or say because this should not be news to any of you kinksters, anybody that's been around any amount of time. You know, a year, two years, 20 years, this should not be something that is new to you. You know that we need to do things. This is how I've chosen to do them. And I have a friend who, every time I see her, I give her stickers, and she lives in another state, and it's actually my wife's best friend. And from time to time, she will do crazy things like, stop at random exits 
not even because she needs to just to stop a, in a truck stop or something high traffic area and put one of my stickers up in the bathroom. Now I would never ever advocate breaking the law and that is illegal, but that's what she's, how she's decided to uh, educate people, I guess. <laughs> oh, please don't do that with my stickers because it is illegal. Lifestyle is scary enough because we're already discriminated against. The laws like this just further push us further into a minority status. Minority groups gain rights by fighting for them. Yeah. Yep. Please support the NCSF and your local educators. Don't forget about the local educators. A lot of times we don't get paid. In fact, we have to pay money to go to another place and do education. Oh, tank. I guess it's a good thing we don't live in the UK because she says, I still have scratches and bruises from a week ago and they make me smile. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm. they make you smile. It makes me smile really big to know that they're still there because, yes, I'm the one that put them there. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of people, I'll be, Lily says, I've been beat by an abuser and by MK. MK is how she refers to me. There's a difference. He's not an abuser. Oh, thank you. I hope not. I hope nobody feels that I am. All right. Anyway, back to my rant. So to wrap it up, as far as the article goes, and then we'll go into the post show. We'll talk about something different. I'm not going to, uh, you know, get you on here, the hell out of you, uh, and just leave you laying there. I'm not going to beat you and not give you any aftercare. So I think we're going to start. I just thought of this. We should call the post show the aftercare show. <laughs> The aftercare section of the shows. Here's the jab, jab, right hook. Now we'll go into the uh, to the post show. There's a strict. There's a truck stop not far from my house. Oh. That being said, I need more stickers. <laughs> Grog for life. Welcome, my friend. All right. Lily says I need healthy bruises, and Alexander says me too, Lily. More than just from having a garbage can fall on me. And I'm just like, I need bruises, not from work. Uh, Sila, as a newbie, it can be so confusing. What's legal, what's not, etc. What the law deems consent versus what I say I consent to. And he could still get into trouble. Ugh. Yes, exactly. Ugh. I agree with Lilac Wine there. It was a thought that occurred to me just a second ago. If this passes into law here in the states, what does it mean for educators of BDSM? Does this mean you, they will also be targeted? So you as an educator with your face out and you're standing out in front of it saying, hey, this is the difference between abuse and consent. If this law comes to the United States, are they going to arrest you just for saying that that's okay? Just for trying to educate the difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, they... There's nothing that is in this particular law in the UK that says that, but they could implement that in the United States. You know, they could say that I'm that I'm trying to incite violence, which is illegal by talking about this. I mean, that would that would be so many of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lilac Wine also says it concerns me for the newbies seeking safe information and for those providing the information. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Catherine brings back the old Beavis and Butthead reference, breaking the law. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lemmy. Lily Chaos. I mean, we're not a cult, referring to the BDSM community, but I've heard it referred to as a cult before. 
So those leaders and educators, they will be seen as the cult leaders. Yeah, I agree. Scary. All right. Do you have anything else on this particular topic so we can go ahead and move into the post show? Mm, No, sir. All right. I have the complete list of of patrons that have signed up as producers on Patreon. I also spent like four or six hours, four hours yesterday stuffing envelopes with stickers, uh, signed business cards, you know, autographed business cards, and um, a coaster from my vanilla business that I'm going to start making kinky things in because it's woodworking and resin working. So I went ahead and put a coaster from that in there. And these are going to be sent out sometime this week. They're already sealed up in the envelope with the addresses on them. So woohoo. All right. My executive producers, Shadowy Fox, Junicorn's Angel, Johnny Farrell, Haru Webb, Ray Webb, and Lilac Wine. All right. Senior producers, Matt, Emerald Wolf, Roxy Bear, Roxy, get well soon. Trouble, 113 from down in New Zealand. That place in Oklahoma City, JK, Baby Loving Sir, Master Gabriel, Daddy Steve, Sir Pent, Purple Pantera, Sort Out the Kinks, Stella, Civil Disobedience, still loving that name, Grog for Life, Rafi, Author Mistress Black Rose, and New People's Upstate South Carolina Couple. Good friends of mine, love you guys so, so much, and I hope to see you very soon. Producers, Kane Sin, Alexandria, Lily Chaos, Not the Daddy, KJ, Ducky Monroe, Art Kitten, Hadia, Sir and Kitten, Raven, Raider 69, Bonneville, Asia, Rose, PWB, and MBR Poodle. Junior producers, my very first, who will be having his, his anniversary here very soon of being a producer. Mr. K2SO, Jeremiah, and Morgana13. So if you want to become a Patreon producer, go to culturescrypt.com slash Patreon, and you can get signed up for right now as little as a buck. But please don't do a dollar because that won't get you into the Discord group. But yeah, support your local educators, your online educators, me. (laughs) If you want those daily episodes of the crypt, then that's what it's going to take. I'm going to have to uh, make it a full-time job because it already is 20, 30 hours a week. Vendors I know, like, trust, and use, none of these are paid sponsors of the podcast. BDSMcontracts.org. Use coupon code CALDRON20 for 20% discount on all purchases. Whippingstripes.com, my personal maker of all things leather and paracord impact toys, of most things. Torrid Timber, fine fetish furniture and accessories. The Crafty Hedonist, where the geeky meets the sexual. That's not her tagline, but it's something like that. I forgot to put it into my notes. And then Tink's Toys. I put the link to her Facebook group, or their Facebook group, and their FetLife group in the description down below and in the uh, show notes of the podcast. All of my contact information is in the show notes. This has been Master Cauldron, and... Hey, fair. For cauldronscript.com, unearth the truth 